So Bill Clinton came to my elementary school and this kid made some weird joke about like shooting the president and the secret service like they took him like all of a sudden they appeared like ninjas out of nowhere and like descended on this fourth grader. Oh my god. Took him out. He was not allowed to see the president. He was literally like removed from the premises. Uh, instantly. You like, never saw Johnny again. And he died. <laughs> Johnny was, got shot. The douche. All right, we got it. We can look back at our past. We can talk about all subjects with enthusiasm unsurpassed. Sometimes we'll talk in prose. Sometimes we'll sing in rhyme. But we will guarantee have a very rocking good time it's the post podcast from the heart just you know it's a work in progress yeah it's just uh... and we're live here on my couch <laughs> i'm here with ellie markham hi. that's me oh, hi ellie oh you want me to do yeah <laughs> oh boy it's me Ellie Markham! I really, you guys can't see this, but she has to use her hands when I, she speaks in this voice. I've become more Italian! It's so good! <laughs> Everybody likes Italians! Alright, Ellie, what are you doing here in D.C.? Celebrating our birthday? Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I can't do any more Mickey Mouse. It just sounds weird. That's fine. Well, Ellie and I are sitting together, knee to knee, Yep. talking about our birth. Yes, because we... It's an annual thing now mm-hmm. where I fly down to celebrate Lowe's birth and Lowe in turn stays in D.C. and celebrates my birth with her. <laughs> yes, I celebrate our birth here. It's yeah. it's convenient for me, but it's also easy for Ellie because she works for a um, mysterious airline, which we won't <laughs> mention the name of. Yep, I'm a flight attendant, so I get to fly for free, which is pretty sweet. And she works for an undisclosed airline that it benefits many people around the world. We do good, and we feel good while doing good. Do you want to elaborate on what this company does? Well, they have a whole initiative where they want to care about the world, <laughs> and it's like caring is one of their core values, hmm. of this mysterious airline. Yeah. So they did a lot of stuff, like with Puerto Rico. Um, they were one of the first airplanes that made it in like the airport was still completely like shut down they could only land during the daytime because there was no runway lights there was no power in the whole island and they went down with a bunch of food supplies they helped people find their family um and before the hurricane hit they had they took a bunch of different planes for anyone who had family that worked for the company to evacuate them out of there and if they stayed they um when they were doing the charitable flights down the people who had family that were trapped there, they were allowed to work that flight. And I'm my friend Grace actually went and was oh, able wow. to find her. Like she, because they had no phones, no electricity. There's no way to get a hold of anybody. That's so cool. So she flew down, had enough time, tracked her family, made sure they were okay, and she worked her way back. That's so smart that they actually let people who were from there work on those flights because they yeah. probably had better access and knew where the family actually lived, obviously, so they could get there and check yeah. on them. Um, and it's a common practice where they, with any of the hurricanes, like when we had a bunch of hurricanes, this not this recent summer, but the summer before, and anyone who had family in those areas, they fly, they would fly your family out of into like any other location for free. 
Wow. Yeah, it was really great. And then, so right before the hurricane hit, most airlines quadrupled at least like their plane tickets, like charged $1,200 because they could. Their prices and they actually gave people refunds and they wouldn't allow anyone to pay more than $99 to get out of um, Puerto Rico. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> this mysterious airline. But... Uh, this podcast is about to get a lot more PC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, now that the cat's out of the bag, maybe the listener, I could try to beep it out. I mean, I don't have any editing software, but I could try I just to won't cut it. repeat it. Like, I'll cut it. I'll cut, cut it. it. We'll I will cut, cut it. it out. I'll cut the one word out. Yep. Okay, so I'll cut the other word out too. The other flight you, or airline that you just mentioned. Yeah. So that no one will know. No one will know. Okay, so the other thing I wanted to talk about was what's this little pad? I'm looking at a real live computer tool that is used on the flights that we see as commoners, but we never actually know what it looks like to the important people who are the flight attendants. It's what they, they come up to us and they ask us, do you want to buy some headphones? Yep. So this, it does have the ability to charge. It's a really cool thing. So we have iPad minis in the aisle and most airlines have, um, they issue iPhones and they still, um, can charge people with the little iPhones, but it's great having the big screen because this tool has the flight manifest on it. It has... What's that? See, the people out, the normal, the normal people don't know what these terms are. I don't know what, I don't know what that is. So the list of every single person that's on the plane and where they're seated. And then if somebody has like a medical condition or like there's different codes and like the different types of wheelchairs. So I know that, okay, this person is in a straight bag, which means that they have to, they always have to be in a wheelchair. They're like paralyzed or something. So I need to know where the onboard wheelchair is because if they need to use the restroom, we have to get that and wheel them wow. to the restroom. So those, and like pets, things like that. Because a pet is different than an emotional support animal. A lot of times people try to have their, like, their pet out and act like it's an emotional support animal or a service animal. And you can have issues with these untrained animals being out and like people who are allergic, different stuff. So it's like, nope, that's a pet in the carrier. If you have a pet, like if you bring a cat on the airline or something, mm-hmm. You don't know if every other passenger is allergic. So, like, there's no question when I buy my ticket to say I'm allergic to cats. Like, what if someone has, like, a deathly, like, a if a very bad allergy? So, anytime you fly um, commercial, the airline can never guarantee a that the air will be free of that allergen. So, if someone has an airborne allergen, they can't fly. Yeah. So, so it's there. It's on them. It's, yeah, it's on them. So, if they say that they have an airborne allergen, because somebody tried to tell me that... And I was like, well, if it's an airborne allergen, you cannot fly commercially at all. Yeah, and they're buy like, your own oh. jet. And they're like, oh, we're all about that. I'm like, okay, so I understand you have a, do you have an EpiPen, like those kinds of yeah. things. And then they're like, yeah, I just can't have them. Like, I get it. Like, we can give you like, um, we call it a buffer zone. So wherever you're seated, the row in front of you and the row after you, you say that this is a peanut-free zone or something like that. There is absolutely no, or like sometimes they'll have, um bad allergy to oranges that's another one tomatoes like things like that I'm like hey does anyone have a sandwich with that in this area I ask if you need to have it I can receipt you or if you um if it doesn't matter please don't eat it if you would like to and there's no other seats then you can hang out with me in the galley for a bit while you eat your sandwich wow but it's not hanging out here do people ever do that I we actually had to get a woman removed from the flight one time because this kid had a really bad severe peanut allergy and she was she got out a peanut butter um, like sandwich and was eating it and refused and the family family's like freaking out like this girl could have 
a severe allergic reaction. She's like, you can't tell me what to do. And she's like eating it. And oh I'm just gosh. like, actually, I can tell you what to do. That's what this Get plane. off. <laughs> I literally, I invite you to collect your belongings. Get off this plane. Like, you can't kick me off this plane. Like, funny thing about that. That's literally like the one thing I definitely can do. And it's worth the paperwork. Get your stuff. Get off my plane. Oh my gosh. And if they, It's so funny that you have to say, I invite you to leave. Like, like, that's my nicest way of saying it. But there are plenty of times where I've had people, like, I had a large group of family where they're cursing at me screaming because and they're drunk and they're saying that they're drunk like if you say that you're drunk on a plane you cannot fly really yeah it's these FAA are really good tips for our listeners like if you because like i need to guarantee the safety of everyone on that yeah. plane and in an emergency i need to guarantee compliance that you will listen to what i'm saying if you're drunk you can't do it so yeah. per fai regulations anyone who appears to be under the influence oh my gosh you don't have to fly with them, even if they just appear to be that way. Wow. And that's, like, different drugs, and it's mainly alcohol. Um, but I have had somebody who had some white powder on their nose, and I'm like... Are you I'm kidding like, me? Like, <laughs> they're like, yeah. okay, really excited about this flight! <laughs> <laughs> like, white and ugly, like, um, I'm gonna invite you to collect your belongings. I'm gonna invite you to go. Yeah. Bye. Oh, my gosh. And I've had some celebrities that would go to Okay, the- that's the next thing I was gonna ask. Do you ever look at your flight... What's that thing called again? Manifest. Manifest and see a celebrity's name. I, because like before a flight, I do our version of like first class. And so I need to, there's a lot more like prep work with that. And so I notice and I'll look and I'm like, oh my gosh, is that so-and-so? And I'm like, yep, cool. Cool. Um, and so you look beforehand, but a lot of times you don't notice that it's the celebrity because they could be the same person's name. And it's just not anybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, except for Gronkowski. Like, Gronkowski flies us a good bit. And I'm like, please love me. Have my babies. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Uh, he's for the Patriots. Boom! I'm not a Patriots fan, but Gronk... Go Jags, baby! Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Well, I was the only person in East Boston going E-A-G-L-E-S out my window and getting the hate from all of Boston just because of how much I hated the Patriots. Ah, I hate the freaking Patriots, too. They actually practiced at my high school and then won the Super Bowl. Those jerks. When I was in high school. And come back a few years later, 12 years later, they destroyed the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is messed up. We supported you. We picked you up. We held you, and you won the Super Bowl, and then you're going to destroy us, so we don't get to play in the Super Bowl? They didn't just, are you talking about, they didn't destroy us. It was a really good game, and it came down to the last quarter. It was right at the end. Well, I really appreciate that you said us, because that means that you are a Jags fan. Yeah, I like, I definitely, I love Bortles. He went to UCF. Do you yeah. Know what I mean? He was so nice. Go Knights! Nice. UCF Knights! Nice. UCF! We are the national champions. A yep. national champion. Yeah. No, like, and he was just such a great guy. Um, so he's got a fan for life. I, I met him very briefly uh, with a because I did the RTV track and it had to do with like rep- helping a friend with a, that was a sports reporter. Yeah, but yeah, him, um, Stormy, like whatever his name is, that works. <laughs> really big Stormy, whatever his name is, fan no, here. No, <laughs> really raging fan. Huge. I'm not big on the sporting, but I just like <laughs> sports, sports team. team, sports ball, baby. You see that ludicrous oh, hey, display last night? This is a sports uh, podcast. Where, where, where? Let's talk about some sports. Um, Do you know anything about recent sports? Not really a, a big on the sporting. I like weird and, I guess, super aggressive sports. Wait, hold on. Before we get into the, your sports preferences, yeah. Yeah. do you have anything else to say about that tablet? Oh, well, like, it's... Um, so Can I see it? Um, I can't 
uh, show you. Oh, there's certain things like secrets. that are protected by. So if somebody steals this um, tablet because it has my fam, which is um, all the regulations, the FAA things I need to know in case of emergency, emergency procedures. So what if did someone, you call that? The fam. It's mm, flight attendant manual. Her family. Yeah, she's like, very attached. I'm very attached to my fam. But if somebody takes it, it's actually a a huge like they um like fine because it has government like sensitive material it's a security breach wow so yeah and they track it and it's so funny my friend's was stolen off of her plane and they tracked it down to the keys and we're sending him alerts like the we are like gonna find you and the guy freaked out and like put it in a mailbox (laughs) we are gonna find you that's crazy yeah they had the things like we're tracking the tablet we know your location here are like we're watching you john will be arrested like all this stuff i really wish i i had the ability to do that whenever i lose my phones yeah to like be like this phone is gonna explode Put it, <laughs> Put it down. You're in great danger. But no, it's cool because so, like, <laughs> I can't show you because it's sensitive material. But so every single thing that I would need to know, not just in like emergencies, but we have to be the first responder for medicals on the plane all the time. So it has all the stuff listed for. Uh, someone's having a seizure, what you do. If That's there's so an allergic crazy. reaction, it has where all of our equipment is, everything that we have on the plane and what we can do. It's because, like, there's a lot of random stuff that we have to do, and it's impossible to remember everything. And in emergencies, it, it's just really good to have it, like, what the procedures are for every single thing. We have something called the Passenger Bill of Rights that when we're having a ground delay. So if we're stuck on a plane and we're not going anywhere, it's miserable for our passengers because they have to be buckled up before our, on a taxiway. But after a certain amount of time, like, it has been two hours. Take us to a, like, my p- passengers are allowed to have a meal and to get off this plane right now. That's happening. And they're like, oh, we can't. Like, this is where it says it. And I always, like, I love taking Wait, out my Wait, hold fan. on. So, like, if you... If you're on the plane for two hours, if you're I'd, trapped, you have if like you're stuck on the plane for some reason on the runway, the tarmac, the, taxi- the mysterious airline. I'll, <laughs> I'll blurt that out again. Um, it'll give me a free meal. There's certain like I forget what the time codes. So like at one hour, like over an hour in, you get water service. Two hours in, you get like snack and water service. Three hours in is when they need to go back to the um, the gate if if possible. And, um, like, four hours in. If you're stuck on the taxiway for four hours, if I'm stuck on the taxiway for four hours, I'm going to start getting violent. Oh, I've had, I've, I've had some crazy, like, it felt like mute, mutiny on the bounty kind of stuff. People screaming in my face. Wait, that- come on, we're about to have to stop. We're going to have to go to the next tape. Bye, mm-hmm. everyone. Talk to you soon. Oh, can you talk about the water bottles and the stadium situation in Puerto Rico? Well... Uh, the mysterious airline that I may or may not work for did a lot of really great outreach, not only with supply drop-offs, but helping with the, the families. But recently, just, it was about a week ago, discovered in Puerto Rico that there was uh, an unused taxiway, so an unused landing strip completely full of, like, hundreds and thousands of water bottles. I don't understand how this can be, like, a discovery. Like, they, how did no one know that these water bottles were there? Yeah, all this water that people died um, of, from not having water. So FEMA is supposed to, like, they dropped it off. 
and then the local affiliates didn't get the right information about where it was. So it was just loaded there. By the time it was discovered, the water is all... Because it's been out in the sun in plastic water bottles this entire time. Mm-hmm. Now all the water is contaminated. You can't use any of it. So now it's just all trash. Are you kidding me? Yeah. and so That, that is terrible. Well, I mean, it makes sense with our administration. Like, incompetency. <laughs> like, being incompetent is on trend for the government. Yeah, I know. But, I don't know. FEMA has experience, you know? FEMA should do a good job. But they also had, what, was it 10 or $20 million diverted in funds that was used for ICE so they could lock up kids in cages we're living in like you know when you watched handmaid's tale <laughs> yeah i know and, yeah we're living in the prequel to handmaid's tale yeah right it's now. very true it hits way too when i s- this uh seems like we're segue- saying segueing greatly into a depressing shit things. corner <laughs> oh yeah we are entering shit corner ellie's dancing yeah there'll be much for us to say Shit corner. There's more. <laughs> Won't you please join me in shit corner? We can make it night and day. My friend Mario made up that song. He's the executive director of Habitat of Greater Miami. Oh, I thought you were going to say of this podcast. No. <laughs> I was like, can I have a title? <laughs> I am the executive director. <laughs> licensed sexiologist. Sexiologist. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Ellie. Let's talk about shit corner. Uh, I mean, it's been our the week of our birth. I've been having a pretty good week. Me too. I don't really. Like, I don't know how I feel about this segment. No one ever has any shitty things to talk about. Yeah, like I had, I had a really horrible person on my flight. I guess she screamed at me from boston all the way to seattle because her tv didn't work hands on it i can sprinkle <laughs> i can salt. pray over it let me pray right. over this i did i offered to uh throw salt at it to ward off evil spirits <laughs> and uh she did not find that funny did you light some sage though did i did you can't do that can't on an airline yeah. no smoke or fire on an airline exactly they're real picky Plain. about that fire thing they are it's weird that there's still no smoking signs in the bathrooms people still smoke like, people still do it. And if you have the signs up there, it helps us. So we issue them. It's called the golden ticket is what we joke about it. But it's a site. It's a notice to cease um, objection. I invite you to behavior. stop smoking or I invite you to pay us $250,000. No. It's a hundred th- up to a $10,000 fine. I invite you to pay us $10,000 if you want to smoke that cigarette. Well, I say things like I invite you because I do, like, our version of first class. So, like, everything I say, like, it's to the next level. Like, oh, I only speak to the Knicks. No, I don't mean like, it's just you have to be like overly nice. And like the stuff I'll put up with versus like you can walk away from certain situations with passengers. You try to resolve it three times. And if they're still angry about the TV, like you'll write a report. But like I've tried. You can't ever walk away like pretty much in like the first class. Like you have, I pretty much am like, oh yeah, you're going to berate me for another hour. Wonderful. This is why I drink. Yeah. You're causing me liver damage right now. Fix my liver later. Yeah, you want to pay... I invite you to pay me $10,000 to give me a liver transplant. <laughs> it's going to be a lot more than that. Oh, my God. She just kept... She got mad about the eye mask. And she was like, I don't like this eye mask. And just was like... How long was the... Where was the flight going? From Boston to Seattle. It was like... That's pretty long. Yeah. It was across the whole country. It was like six hours of being yelled oh. at. But this airline is my favorite airline. It's a good airline. I don't want to say the reasons that I like it because I feel like it'll give it away. Well, like, anyways, y'all, um, Ellie, why don't we hear about, why don't you tell us about something juicy? Juicy? 
That's... Like, what's your favorite kind of juice? That's what I'm trying to ask. <laughs> oh, my my favorite kind of juice? I'm like, uh... don't say that that. you know what my favorite type there's nothing appropriate i can say with how like what's your favorite type of juice that's like my perverted (laughs) mind is not there's nothing acceptable that can come out right now is it cloud juice which is just water (laughs) cloud juice i do yeah when you milk the cloud i'm gonna drink some (laughs) bubbly cloud juice bubbly cloud juice when you (laughs) when you milk when you milk a bubble cloud you get Bubbly cloud juice, which is seltzer water. Yep. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) You know what a burp like really surprises you? Like normally you can like hold it together, but that one just like ninja attacked for you. Yeah, but it was it was cute. It was a cute little. It wasn't like a scare. Like what if it was like a loud, gross belch? Okay, enough about that. Um. Well, I tried to buy Ellie a surprise smoothie today. I actually offered. I'm at the farmer's market, and I'm like, yo, want me to get you a smoothie? And she was really excited about it, and then I found out it was $10, and I said, I'm not getting that. (laughs) Who charges $10 for a smoothie? Like, what was the size of the smoothie? It was two ounces. Like, everything in D.C. You pay $10, you get two ounces. Like, unless it's a shot, then you pay $30, and you get one ounce. Yeah, I spent too much money on shots. I had a good time, though. We, we had ha- a great birth celebration. Yeah, so yesterday was a great day. I went to the Wanderlust 5K and Yoga Festival. I did a 5K. I did yoga. I rode my bike here at the speed of light. Ellie arrived. We sh- quickly got ready. We went to brunch. We went to karaoke. Nothing else needs to be discussed. <laughs> <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. I had a great time. I had a great birthday. It's good to be Ellie. Yep. It's good to be low. It is. We were talking about how we're older than ever, obviously. Probably in the worst shape. (laughs) Not the worst shape, but in one of our... Oh, I'm in the worst shape of my life-ish. You said you lost 15 pounds. Okay, well. I guess 15 15 pounds pounds ago. ago. (laughs) (laughs) But we're getting, you know, and we're happy with ourselves still. And we were talking about how we wanted to go back in time and slap our old selves. Or hug our old selves and be like, you're beautiful. Chill. Live your life. Stop, like, caring so much. Yeah, because I could wear, I was, like, in such good shape, but so self-conscious. And now that I think, like, I'm 31, I just don't care. If you don't like yeah. my shape, that's your dang problem. Yeah. Like, bye. Sorry, it's your loss. You're not going to be able to experience all of this. Yeah, sucks to suck, man. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's my um, least, that's my most hated phrase. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I oh, have, you've told me that before. Yeah, because, like. I say it. it I had an old roommate who you didn't care for. Which Don't one? say his name. Oh, yeah, and, and the I, douche. I used to have, um, <laughs> like, if something went wrong, he would be like, oh, sucks to suck. And it's basically, like, the meanest thing you could say to someone when they're down. It's well, yeah, like... Because you're so sensitive in those situations. Like, I don't mean it as an insult. <sighs> like, it's just a fact. Like, you, you really feel that. And that's the worst thing you can say. Like, someone's yeah. having an emotional moment. Like, well, I'm just going to say, sucks to suck yeah, back. Yeah, I'm going to be like... <laughs> sucks to be you, Yeah. Oh, oh, I don't even know how to describe how annoying that comment is there's a reason why i called him the douche yeah that sounds like a radio um broadcast like a radio star okay douche it's me the douche yep with your sports broadcast and all things douchey (laughs) (laughs) he's just one of those shock jocks just cause you like i'm a douchebag (laughs) ellie i feel like (laughs) i feel like the fans are gonna want you to be a reoccurring co-host which means you're gonna have to come back i want to my birthday yes our birthday our birthday 
I think we also also should let the fans decide what we do next year for our birthday. Me too. We've already done a wine tour bus, yeah. and we've already done karaoke. What should we do next, you guys? I say laser tag, but Lowe says that we can't have enough meaningful conversations <laughs> during laser tag, which I said, obviously, that's the point of laser tag. And then we briefly discussed having like going on a big bus tour around dc and learning but also drinking at the same time oh definitely drinking there drinking has to be involved it's a celebration of birth and i think we can wear like touristy clothes that could be really funny but not maga maga stuff maga i'd never wear that shit no burn it with fire Hmm. It said fire to the tourists. <laughs> Let's that, threaten the president. Yeah, happy That's a birthday. good birthday. <laughs> happy birthday to me. I'm going to go get the Secret Service to shoot me in the face. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, like, if you threaten him at all, like, I don't even want to, like, joke saying it. So, Bill Clinton came to my elementary school, and this kid made some weird joke about, like, shooting the president. And the Secret Service, like, they took him, like, all of a sudden they appeared like ninjas out of nowhere and, like, descended on this fourth grader. Oh, my god! Took him out. He was not allowed to see the president. He was literally, like, removed from the premises. Uh, instantly. You like, never saw Johnny again. And he died. <laughs> Johnny got really shot. shot. Well, face. The douche. But the douche. All right, we got to pause it again. What's up? We're back from Douche Cup Day, USA, where we talk about only douche, different types of planes, <laughs> and with the douche. Yes. So today on the episodes of Douche Popter, Australian. I don't know. Ollie. <laughs> Ollie. We're going to talk about all different beautiful Sheila's creatures, everything on the planes. That's what we talk about on the podcast. And you're going back to the douche. <laughs> I, I don't know how to do an accent. I I like speaking in an accent. Honestly, the problem is if you speak in accents a lot and you travel, then you end up <laughs> copying everyone's accents that you're around, and it's uh, don't even realize that you're doing it. You're kind of mocking people. Oh yeah, we're like early twenties. You're still a baby. That's why I won't date babies. I know. I just not feel like I'm becoming a toddler. Yeah, like adulting. That's something that really upset me because when. I was, like, growing up, people were like, you can't do that when you're going to be an adult. And, like, all these people were acting like they all of a sudden got their adulting cards. And adulthood is a lie. Like, everybody I know, like, teachers are out, you know, like, partying like crazy. I'm sure they were hungover, and they're the same ones, like, you're not going to be able to do that when you're an adult. Like, I can still read all the comic books I want and make terrible choices. I'm excellent at it. Are you saying that's... That's adulting for I me. was hard to... I was hard... It was hard for me to figure out what you were angry at. I'm there. angry that they said that you can't do things as an adult and, like, things were going to be, like, all of a sudden you get your adulting pass. But there's no such thing as adulthood. You're just, like, different degrees of baby. Hmm. Now, this is an interesting, interesting topic. I think the fans will really love it. Here's a question. Shoot. How many times in our lives, or even in just one year, do you think our teachers came to school hungover? Oh, all the time. I dated... I, I never thought about that until just now. When my psychotic ex was a teacher, and there are plenty of times where he was just too hungover to go to work, and like, when, like, oh, there's a mix-up with the sub. No, there's a mix-up with how hungover the teacher is and just <laughs> didn't show up. You mixed up too many drinks last night. Yeah, there That's was a, a mix-up. Yeah, there was a mix-up in the mixer. That's yeah. what happened. He had a roofie colada, and now all of a sudden, he's not teaching. Yeah. Like, oops, oops. And then I was a sub. Very briefly, and a lot of that's like, well, the teacher called in sick, 
You gotta watch Remember the Titans again. That's what we used to watch every time we had a sub. I got... I only was a sub for one afternoon for one class before I walked away. Okay. <laughs> when you said you were briefly a sub, you were a sub for 30 minutes. I was a sub for one afternoon. And it was my friend's class. And in that class, I had a chair thrown at me. One kid stabbed another kid with a pencil. A fight broke out. I had to get the police in there. And like half my class I just kindly, walked away. I kindly invite you to not <laughs> throw this chair at my face. I kindly invite you not you to throw a chair at me. Um, wow, that's really crazy. It was, and I was like, well, this isn't for me. I don't know how, like, I mean, substitute teaching in Florida is pretty much like, it's the Vietnam of subbing. Like, they're just like, <laughs> you, like you come back and you're scarred, and yeah. you're like, that was, I had no exit strategy, nothing was accomplished. That's true. Florida's rough. Yeah, it is. Any t- state that doesn't have uh, the taxes, like, because we don't have a state income tax, it's everything's underfunded. Yeah. So our roads are terrible, our... Like, all of our public workers are underpaid, and our education system is the reason why I had to take pre-algebra three years in a row, because they couldn't afford an algebra teacher. Florida. Three years of pre-algebra equals one year of real algebra. <laughs> nope. I, when I finally took algebra, I'm like, it's everything I hoped for. <laughs> finally. I'm yes, been, the promised land. I've been preparing for this for three, three years. years. I love algebra. Well, yes, finally. Wait, so you took, it, you took pre-algebra... 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. And then in 9th grade, took algebra. Yep. Oh my gosh. So, is the curriculum different each year? No, it was the same thing. And I just annoyed the teachers so much with my smart aleck responses that starting the second year I took it, they just sent me to the hallway. And then as a reward, <laughs> other kids were allowed to, to um, when they finished their work, join me in the hallway. <laughs> you can go hang out with Fun Girl now. <laughs> you can go hang out with the obnoxious one. I um, went to, like... I used to sit between two boys in mm. my my sp- this podcast this episode is really off the off the rails but I think that it's funny. Yeah, right, 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 douche, the douche. I sat between two douches <laughs> in my Spanish class, and they would poke me on side like each side, and it would like tickle, so I would be like, <laughs> and like I couldn't help it, like they would literally want to poke me on one side and. I would score him, and the other one poked the other side. I bet it, you they poked you. Yeah, thinking about it now, I could think it might be sexual harassment a little bit. Like, stop touching me when I don't want to be touched. You should just get a scarier face like mine. Well, I can't go back and... <laughs> like, one of the people that my psycho ex um, introduced me to, as it hit, one of his co-workers, ended up sleep, like having inappropriate relations with a middle school student. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was awkward. I'm just saying, it's Florida. Like, they don't get, like, the prime of anything. Like, you don't go to Florida for the best of anything unless it's meth. But I bet you know prime numbers. No, I don't. I went to school in Florida. (laughs) But you took three years of (laughs) pre-algebra. I was super prepared for algebra! Um, I'm eating a pickle, fans. That's the crunching that you hear. I think that the fans should, um, we should think of state mottos for Florida. I think it should be Florida... Come for the meth. Stay because you sold your car for more meth. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta really quickly talk about what are you personally doing that's good for the world. I exist and I'm awesome. Um, I like. Vol- I can attest. <laughs> I like volunteering a lot. I just did this uh, volunteering event. Well, I didn't just do it a little bit ago called a uh, Wings for Autism, where they um, allow kids with different mental and physical disabilities to 
understand what it's like to fly because it's very difficult for autistic kids, especially the more severe they are. There's so many different noises going on. So what happens is different airlines will donate the use of a plane and then will volunteer to work it and even like TSA agents. And so they'll have like a mock, like a run through. So they'll have their ticket. They have to go through TSA, all this screening, and then we'll have them go on the plane and then we'll pretend that the plane takes off and we'll reenact every part of the flight. That's so cool. And so it helps get them used to and understand. So it's less scary when they finally do take that family vacation. That's awesome. That was a really cool event. So, is it, like, part of, like, a big conference or something that kids are already in that area for? Because it seems like it would only be beneficial with the people that, like, lived in that area. So, it started in Boston, but it, there are locations all around the world now that do it. And it's, like, um, it's like once or twice a year that that event will happen in the city. And do people, dr- obviously, families drive there because the fact that they'd have to take a plane there would be counterproductive or... Yeah, they, so it's, it's local families usually, um, and then, like, the last event, this kid, it had been his seventh or eighth time, and he finally was able to make it through. Wow. The whole flight, because, like, we have, uh, behavioral specialists there. Do you, act, do you there. actually, like, take off? No, like, the plane stays in the ground, but you have pilots that are, like, up in the cockpit, and they'll let the kids come in, and, like, because a lot of kids are in different stages of freaking out, and they're really trying to push the boundaries, so we'll have volunteer behavioral specialists, psychologists, uh, people that are there to help the kids um, go through it. And I've volunteered a lot with Special Olympics, and I was Mm -hmm. really involved with Best Buddies back in the day. So, like, just being able to comfort and, (laughs) like, like help them throughout things, they can push their boundaries. It's really, it's just so cool. That's awesome. So I I wasn't laughing at you. I was laughing at the phrase back in the day. It's just a funny phrase. It is, because I'm old. No, but it's just, like... Back in the day. Like, it really is. It's a specific day. October 12th. Okay, so you really. 1973. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Because a lot of yeah. times people like, say back in the day, like, how they misuse the word literally. Yeah. Like, you don't have to clarify that you're being literal. Also, when you say you are literally dying. You're not. Because if you literally are dying. No, I, actually, we are all literally dying. But if well, you yeah. say, I'm literally dead, that's a lie. Yeah, because you can't say that. Unless you're a ghost. Be dead. Yeah. yeah. So, but you, I know every time you say back in the day, you're referring to a specific day. October 27th, 1973. 1973. Yeah. Oh. So close. Yeah. 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 Is it always the same day? No, because that would be a lie, because that would be a very eventful day. It was a very eventful day. I remember it like it was yesterday, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I remembered yesterday. Oh! Oh! Okay, I've got to get a soundboard of that. I told myself I was going to get a laugh reel to plug into this, <laughs> but I forgot. All right. Um, There's like a sound app. We still have time to do yeah. what's your mission statement, your life mission statement. No pressure. I, we're not allowed to curse. Yeah, you are. We are? Yeah, we just can't say the douche. No. You, you can't say words that are body parts because my mom listens and I feel uncomfortable. Oh, okay. But uh, she knows bad words. Do good shit. That's good. That's perfect for this podcast. Yeah, uh, I don't know, life is really short, and I think almost dying a few times gives you a lot of clarity, and just trying to, like, honestly, like, just do shit, like, don't think about, don't let the world pass you by because you're overthinking everything. Mm -hmm. Go for it. That's what got me into stand-up. Just do it. You guys, I know you think that Ellie's really funny. I do. She does stand-up comedy. Do you do it in Boston? I don't, because my stalker got really bad. And then I feel it, like we have we need to do and we need to keep recording, but we're almost out of tape. Yeah, 
I, no, I had a really bad stalker, and it made me not be able to safely go out by myself. So I do stand-up when I'm back uh, visiting in Orlando. That's where I started comedy. And I think um, if I get a friend that'll go with me, I'll feel more comfortable. But this guy was, he was, like, climbing up to my room and tried to break into my apartment, and he chased me through the neighborhood. So okay, that's so horrifying. Yep. And you're not allowed to um, have a taser in Boston. <laughs> um so, and they like, oh, have pepper spray. Like, I have lung damage. Pepper spray is just going to be like, and I present you my yeah, body. Yeah. Like, way to go. Might as well be like, oh, he's talking to me. Let me just take this roofie real yeah. quick and, you know, get let's, it let's over with. it easier for both of us. Because he's got the coming in the air oh tonight. Phil Collins starts playing, I oh, roofie myself. That's so sad. That's my, that's my defense. So, yeah. <laughs> My defense is complete submission. <laughs> yep. Maybe it'll throw him off. It's a bold move. Let's see if the strategy works. Only time will tell. All right. We're out of tape. Should we keep recording or should we stop? Whatever you want to do. Bye. <laughs> Bye. So, Ellie and I have decided that every time we hang out, we're going to record a podcast. Yeah. I think so. We should seal the deal with, like, a blood oath or something. You know, something casual, but, like, we know it's important. I have brought up the words blood oath, like, seven times in the past month or two, and nobody ever laughs. And, like, I, the fact that you just actually said blood oath really made me feel so happy. That's why I stared at you in that weird Yeah, you, like, stared at me longingly, like, we're gonna do this. And I'm like, okay, let's get the knife out. I try to talk about blood oath as many times as I possibly can. Anytime yeah. I have an opportunity to bring it up, I say it. And people never laugh. What? Or they never they don't even acknowledge it. I'm like I said blood of. Like, come on. Like we're trying to make this and like a contract. But yeah. Like, we could also involve the devil. And any contract that could possibly involve the devil, like, let's do it. And then we'll throw salt on it. Yeah. Well, like, the, that'll chase the devil away. Yeah. Or fix the TV. Yeah. Put yeah. the blood together. Mix for all the blood. Throw the salt. Yeah. Fix the TV. Right. Maybe. Salt in the wound. Got it. That's what you should have done to that I lady's should've. TV. You should have smeared your blood all over it. All I needed to do is like open up a vein and be like, it's all for you, Blood <laughs> Alpha. It's all for oh you. Oh my gosh, Ellie. And, and then like put it on my face. Cut yourself and smeared your blood all over your TV and been like, watch it now. <laughs> do you like what I've done? It's <laughs> like, well, I've gone through all the prompts today. I put my blood on it. You know, we prayed over it. I tried to get Beelzebub to help us. It just seems like <laughs> I threw salt on it. I threw salt to scare the devil away, and then I invited the devil back. <laughs> and through him, all things are possible. Like, however, you my blood oath. <laughs> blood oath. And you know, I just did everything I could. <laughs> oh my god, I really want to have a sound of a blood oath. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, yeah, at least gonna come back on the show. <laughs> yep, I'm gonna keep flying down. I had some good I had a good multivitamin mix here, I think. <laughs> you uh, know, I got healthy. Yeah, I got I got the different vitamins that I needed and it What kind of me. vitamins? I got a lot of vitamin D. No, I'm not big on vitamin C. That was more of like my thing in college. But like We're not talking now. about the sun. And here comes the sun. Da, 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 da. Uh, I don't like how they the podcast doesn't get to capture my sweet dance moves. Like I feel like I hope they can sense my essence, like moving about quickly. I think they heard it. They, they heard it in their I, heart. Yeah, I think like eventually when we get famous and we have a live episode, like yeah. on a real in front of a real studio audience, like yeah. in a real place. Yeah. Um, studio in a studio on a studio. 
Yeah, but in an actual studio. Mm. <laughs> but like on a stage. Yeah, we should. At that time, they'll see what we're doing. And I think right. we'll have a theme song by then and we'll sing. For sure, for sure. I don't think that's too much to ask. I think it'll really happen. Your cat really wants our leftovers. I know. Shout out to Chloe, the restaurant we went to yesterday for brunch. Science. But I want to talk about something important that I think the fans have been dying to learn about since I had Luke on the podcast and he didn't share it. It's about how to treat your skin well. Oh, yeah. I, um, because my biggest fear in life is to start looking my age instead of my maturity level. Because, as you mentioned, we turned 31. But the only way I'm going to keep getting with these 25-year-olds <laughs> is if I moisturize and I take that so seriously. So I have a, I have an Instagram. It's called Flying Glamour-ish. And because I'm There's not... There's an H re- on... Can you spell it for the fans? So flying? Flying underscore and then Glamour, G-L-A-M-O-R. What? O-U-R. O-U-R, wow. And then... I-S-H. So, glamour-ish. Not glamour-ish. But she is glamorous. She glamorous. Is glamorous. She has a beautiful face. Beautiful hair. Thank girl. She has all the big features you would want to be big. <laughs> Eyes, lips, hair. Other things. Pilps. Yeah, Sorry, I'm Ellie. glad that being thick is in. I'm like, talking about your facial features and your mammary glands. Yes. I have large tracts of land. It's a quote from a movie. Guy was trying to describe a girl, and he was just kept like motioning to the chest, and she's got very large. And the other person guessed tracks of land. <laughs> so yeah, I've got those. What movie? That's a really great question. It's an excellent <laughs> question, of which I'm sure there's an answer. You guys are 16 Twitter followers. Tweet us the answer, please. Thanks. The winner next time they hang out with Lo gets a truly spiked seltzer water. Cool science. All right, what we're talking about? Face moisturizing. Yeah. So it's. I'm really, gonna cut that out. All yeah. of it. Whatever. It's just really important because, like, when you fly, it dries your skin out, and when you're as immature as I am, you just don't want to look old. So I fear the sun, and I constantly avoid it for the dangerous rays and aging process, mainly. And then I <laughs> moisturize. I have a ridiculous. I'm immune amount. to cancer, not wrinkles. Yeah, exactly. Like ah, I'll die someday. Like, but it's mainly not looking old. Which is great, because, like, with both of us being from Florida, like, looking back on my senior, like, the people I was in high school with, and a lot of them definitely look their age, and then I get all the time, like, oh my god, you're 30? I had no idea. I'm like, oh my god, stop it. Like, seriously, tell me more about how young I look. <laughs> when I say stop it, I mean don't, don't stop. Don't stop. Keep going. <laughs> it's mainly because, like, of my blood oath with the devil, <laughs> and, like, blood itself is a really good moisturizer. <laughs> I cut myself, I get my blood, and I smear it all over my face. It's rejuvenating because it's my own cells. So, like, it's really good. So, when you sacrifice a virgin, make sure... (laughs) My cells feed my cells. Right. Like, you need to collect a lot of blood and make sure that you have it, like, refrigerated appropriately. It's going to coagulate. But, honestly, that's... Nothing helps, you know, create a love potion, blood oath, virgins. Good skin. (laughs) Um, I have a question. Yeah. As a flight attendant, is that the proper term? Yeah. Okay. Do you, like, when you carry the blood of a virgin right. in the plane, right. do you have to stick to the TSA? You do. Okay. So. You do. It then, does. Under six ounces. Okay. Six? I don't know what it is. 
It's 3.5. 3.5? Yeah. I don't have to do that. I get you to just pl- said that you did. No, like, other people do. I don't. I thought you were asking if other people do. I can have full size. None of the... I have full bottles of wine. I usually pack an emergency wine. Um, so if I were to have a friend that was a flight attendant on my flight, I can get that person to bring in a full-size bottle of something for me. No. Because mm. you cannot transport things for other people. But... <laughs> but... Every, okay, so many times in this episode, I've laughed <laughs> that people have no idea why. <laughs> the other time was when... not Aside from the iPad, there was another time when... Oh, about the mace. You're like, I can't carry mace. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is like, like, because I'm making a joke about, like, being, like, murdered or something yeah, like that. Like, you're laughing. <laughs> yeah. It's because you're, you're a horrible person. Uh, so, it's definitely not because I'm making jokes that they can't hear. Yeah. That'd be ridiculous. And wrong. Well, it seems like only a douche would do that. <laughs> douche. <laughs> oh, the people love us. Yep. Okay, what are some other segments? Oh, you never, wait, you never said a, sh- you don't have a shit corner? What about just society? I said the, no, like the, my shit corner was a lady that yelled at oh, me. Oh yeah, and what time. was the inner tickle? What's inner tickle? Oh, an inner tickle is basically like, you know sometimes when you get a massage and you feel like it tickles and so you can't really enjoy your massage fully because you, you're actually getting tickled? I don't really like it when people touch me. Uh, we have so little. We have a lot in common, but also so many things not well, in common. You, you're my aversion therapy. I used to not even do hugs. Remember we talked about this at Yeah, that brunches. made me feel really special. I'm glad you told that story. Yeah, it's a true story. Tell the others. So, um, I'm not big on human interaction. And <laughs> when I started, <laughs> when I was in college, I joined um, Habitat for Humanity and Lo, or Lauren... As she likes to be called. Um, I'm a professional lady. Mm, yeah, whatever, Low. So, Low likes to, um, was president, Touch. and the first meeting I went to, she did this thing called a hug train, and literally I was like, oh my god, this is, this is my hell. Because <laughs> everybody's, like, touching each other, and I'm like, I'm good, and you're like, no, let's massage each other, it's great. <laughs> Cuddle puddle, everybody love each good. other, lots of touching, and I'm like, ah, no, I'm good. <laughs> But she beat it out of me over the years, and now I'm a hugger. I really thought you liked it, because I just realized how much time I spent laying on you today. And if you didn't like it, it would have been bad Yeah, for you. But you're my aversion therapy. Thank you for doing it. Yep. I think it's everybody should have a low to push their, their boundaries. That's right. Everyone, someone date me, damn it. <laughs> Somebody love me. <laughs> <laughs> See? Ellie thinks I'm good. Ellie thinks you're great. See? A plus. Um, wait, we were just, ta- I wanted to talk about, Inner oh, tickle. no, no, I want to talk about something kind of serious. Your cat attacking a cardboard box? No. Okay. I found an Instagram recently. I'm going to talk about the sad Instagram that I found. Oh, that is sad. I think that the lady's handle is Amanda Hour, and basically her daughter had a cold and they thought it was just a simple cold, but she kept getting more and more sick, progressively more sick. And then she ended up having to go to the hospital, um, like, a week ago. And they found out that this little girl needs a heart transplant. And this all transpired over the course of one week. So I can only imagine, like, having, like, your daughter have a little cold. Suddenly she gets worse and worse. She takes her to the hospital and she needs to literally have her most vital organ. I guess all organs are pretty vital. Uh, changed out. So, anyways, I want to, that is obviously a really big and real shit corner, and I think that the inner tickle is, 
she's just gained so much support and like not everyone's religious but she's like have people like from all over the world praying for her and it's like offering her and her family like a lot of comfort but also they raised over like fifty thousand dollars in three days and more to help with the heart transplant so i'm gonna put a link in the um episode info of this podcast so i can inspire hopefully some other people out there to donate to this yeah because heart transplants and any kind of surgery is expensive well anything in america like involving the medical field is expensive yeah so i didn't want to bring everyone out there down but it's just like so crazy i did i really did did. you brought it down i'm gonna drink forget about how much you brought it down. okay well it's just let's talk about something else i just have to say i'm gonna put the link in the bio and we're gonna donate if you feel the need yeah momo is just sitting on her old cat tree she doesn't even like the new one that much to relax in. It's her pl- the new one's her play treat. The old one's her relaxed treat. And she's just biting her tail. It t- hits her in the face and she bites it again. She's the life. She's hitting it. All right. That was a good play. Bit. play. She bit it. You should be a sports announcer. I tried to do sports earlier. She Did you guys hear that? She meowed. She bit it too hard. She's still... And she's... You know, like a typical politician. Who did this to us? <laughs> um, you did. Like, yeah. You did it like five minutes ago. That's odd. It's an awesome analogy. Is that an analogy? Or metaphor? Or simile? Not a simile. I said like. So Like yeah. or uh, or as? Yeah, not saying it literally is. Oh, literally comes back around. Well, like, not literally, literally, like, where people are like, I literally am dead. Do good, sing with me now. Do good, feel good, it's the do do good, good, feel feel good good show. It sounded sad. Muy bueno.